Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And he quotes a rap lyric. It's a parade inside my city. Yeah. And and it's... Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the Hardwood Culture Podcast on the Believe Network. No me, no diverse, no guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Terrell from Virginia here at your service. And uh, we are coming off another winning day. Another winning day. Another winning day. Hey, look. I'm telling you right now, I got to find a drop for this segment. We're about to start a new segment. And it's going to be called Sweat of the Night. Because, oh my lord. Did the Milwaukee Bucks give us a sweat with that team total? What? A bank shot three by Brooke Lopez to cash the team total with like, what was it? It was like 10 seconds left. Well, a bank shot three by Brooke Lopez. I, I mean, <laughs> yo, hey, yo. That would, when did he hit that three? He hit that three with 10 seconds left, yo, to give us the team total over. I had literally just tweeted, dang, we are not getting this team total over because I saw the writing on the wall. I thought they were come back down the court. They were going to shoot the ball like two, three times, miss, get offensive rebounds, continue to miss, and then the time is going to be up. Nope, Brooke Lopez said, don't worry about it. I got that. Hey. What a 13 and a half comes in at 114. Like, it's moments like that. When we have bad beats, we got to remember moments like this because that is the moment that we all live for. Wow, what a way to cash that bet. So we're one to know there. Already in that game, we cashed Milwaukee first half. Uh, pretty much about the – I mean, I think I got better bench production than I would have thought they would have got, actually. But uh, – Jim Butler was on fire. Didn't matter. Brooke Lopez and Giannis both had 17 at the half. They were able to get us the first half minus four and a half. And that's when the wheels went off right there. So glad that we got that first half play because the second half was all Miami Heat. Really, it was all Jimmy Butler. And Jim Butler had probably one of the greatest playoff performances that I think I've seen. And I've seen a decent, you know, I'm not sitting there out here. I ain't no old, like, I ain't no old man now. I'm 27. Like, I ain't no old man now. But I've seen some good games. I will admit that. I've seen some good games. And I've been trying to debate. I know for a fact that's Jimmy Butler's best game, for sure. I was trying to debate how, where was it up there in the games that I've seen. And it's pretty far up there. I'm not going to lie. That was, like, one of the single greatest performances <laughs> in a basketball game I've ever seen by a player. Jimmy Butler was absolutely phenomenal. We didn't get Bobby Portis. It actually did come in at 10.5 points, like I thought. Didn't get there. He finished with four, I believe. So that didn't cash. Going to the late game, we had Jaron Vanderbilt over one and a half blocks and steals. He had two blocks in the first three minutes of the game. I mean, I, I I don't know how how good you have to be 
to cash a bet in the first three minutes of a game. That is uh <laughs> that that's the quickest I've ever cashed a bet. Cause I ain't never hit no first basket or no nothing like that. I don't even be betting that stuff for real, for real. But in the first three minutes, we cashed that. I was even shocked. I was like, oh no, this has to be a stat correction. No way. He yes, yes. Very, very quickly. It was so quickly I didn't even see either block because that's how quickly into the game it started. It happened. So Great call there. That was plus money, too. That was plus 150. Jesus. So we had a three and one day plus money on Vanderbilt. Very, very profitable day yesterday in the NBA. Lakers ended up winning that game, too. 117-111. And now, because you heard the intro, and I am 100% for the trolling of the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, if you've followed me from the NBA Gambling Podcast to this show, if you're just now listening, I really, really like this Memphis team. I think this Memphis team is good. I think this Memphis team has something to build on, and in the future, they can really, really be a powerhouse in the West. Well, I mean, if Kevin Durant and the Suns stay healthy, if not, it's going to be their, <laughs> their Western Conference for the foreseeable future. But if they continue, they have a young roster. And, you know, no Steven Adams means a lot, guys. Like, no Steven Adams means a lot for that team. So, especially Brandon Clark as well. He was a really, really good depth piece. So, uh, I, I think Memphis is good. I think Memphis is built for the future. But I am 100% for the trolling of Memphis. Like, 100% for the trolling of Memphis. And John Morant and Dylan Brooks. I'm 100% for the trolling because that's what makes the league fun. That's what makes the league fun. When these players start talking, when they start building these rivalries with each other, when you start seeing all that play out on the court, play out in the interviews, play out on camera, all of this stuff, that makes the league fun. People talk about, oh, the NBA is so boring. Oh, the NBA is so scripted. But when you get something that's fun, people are like, they should really stop talking. They talk too much. They're a good team, but they talk too much. Ah, shut up, nerd. Like, come on. I mean, okay, so let's rewind. In John Moran's defense, I'm 100% for the trolling of Dylan Brooks, by the way. 100%. Go ham on Dylan Brooks. He And he's a tough guy. He can hold it. But go ham on Dylan Brooks. In John Moran's defense, <laughs> because I know he said some stuff, and this was all the way back in December when he said it, and he said, I'm fine in the West. In his defense, when you look at the Western Conference during that time, <laughs> would you too not think you were fine in the West? <laughs> let me just let me just look at some of these rock. So in December, the Lakers rolled out a starting lineup of LeBron, Thomas Bryant, Dennis Schroeder, Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker, with Damian Jones, Russell Westbrook, Max Christie, and Troy Brown Jr. coming off of the bench. Would you not think you're good as well at that point in time? I mean, would you not think you're good as well? I would think I'm good. 
Like, I think I'm really straight in the West. Let's see here. The Phoenix Suns rolled out a lineup of Chris Paul, Damian Lee, DeAndre Ayton, Mikael Bridges, Torian Craig. Ish Wainwright played 22 minutes off the bench. <laughs> like, come on, come on. Like, in Jaws' defense, would you not think you're good in the... I mean, you had that from the Suns. You had that from the Lakers. Denver is Denver. We didn't know what Sacramento was at this point in time. The Clippers can't stay healthy at all. Golden State was freaking terrible. I don't even think they won a road game by that point in time, honestly. <laughs> Yo, like, in his defense, he had a point when he said it at that point in time. And then it aged terribly. But in his defense, he was very, very good in the West at that time. <laughs> that that those lot it just go back and look at. I mean, you had you just had the Rudy Gobert trade a couple months prior. Like, come on, I you would you would think you good in the West too. Stop playing, stop playing. So <laughs> that's the only thing. I, I I think we might have to let Josh slide for that one. But it's fun. It's fun. It's fun watching them get trolled. And then what's even better is technically the series is not over. So the thing that I wanted to come talk about today is that you have three teams. Now, one, I just think doesn't have a shot at all. But you have three teams that are down 3-1 with two home games left. Like what? You have three teams down 3-1 with two home games left. The Cavs, the Grizzlies, and the Bucks. Now, as a Knicks fan, I am. I think the Cavs are done. I don't think it's any chance that they can, you know, pull three off in a row against the Knicks. I'm just be completely honest with you. But Memphis? How good Memphis is at home? How good Milwaukee is at home? Are you telling me that they can't win two home games? I don't know. And then, now, the issue for Memphis is the fact that as a road dog, they haven't won a game straight up all season, and they've covered only two of them, especially how they blew that cover late last night. So, I I guess it's just, but it's, it seems like it's the foregone conclusion that Milwaukee is going to be able to figure this out because the books have not adjusted at all whatsoever to the fact that they're down three games to one. Let's look at the series. <laughs> so, I just want to read you the series prices of everybody that is down 3-1, including the games tonight. The Hawks are 25-1 to one to win the series. The Cavs are 4-1 to one to win the series. The Grizzlies are plus 640 to win the series. <laughs> the Clippers are 65 to 1 to come back and win the series. The Timberwolves are 20 to 1 to win the series. The Bucks are plus 128 to win this series. Like that is terrible. That is terrible. Plus 128, and you're down three games to one. I had to tell you that the value is probably on Miami minus 152 right there. I'm not gonna lie. There's probably a lot of value in Miami minus one fifty two right there. I I I just don't know how the books were able. To. Okay, let's get to the actual bets for today. 
So let's kick things off here. We had three games on the slate, all huge spreads in all elimination games and home elimination games at that for the Atlanta Hawks and the Boston Celtics, the Minnesota Timberwolves, Denver Nuggets, and the Los Angeles Clippers and Phoenix Suns. Celtics are laying 13, Nuggets are laying 9.5, Suns are laying minus 12.5. Now, gut call by me. Uh, let's see here. Gut call by me is that one of these, one of these teams loses outright. I just, I don't know. I mean, at least, at least the dog covers at least one. I don't think all favorites are about to cover tonight. And so when I think about what, Let, like what like what mm. when I think about which of these teams of the favorites is going to cover, I just lean to Denver. Like Denver's been getting disrespected on this line the entire series. They're laying nine and a half. We know they can beat this team by double digits. We've seen them absolutely pull through and just destroy Minnesota at home. Minnesota went to overtime and had blew the lead at the end of the game, had to go to overtime and try to pull that win. Anthony Edwards really, really forced that and got them that win. I, I don't know. I just think it's Denver. I, my gut call is that the smallest spread is the one for the favorite that covers. I'm going with Denver minus nine for today. Let's play with number one. Play number two, I'm going to just follow the trend. I don't really like a lot because I really don't like huge spreads, and I typically take dogs in that aspect, but I think that the playoffs is a little bit different. And so I'm going to just follow the trend of how the series has been going. And if you look at these past few games for the against the with the Atlanta Hawks and the Boston Celtics, the two games in Boston went under because the Hawks couldn't score. And the two games in Atlanta went over because the Hawks could score. So I'm going to just say that, uh, you know, DeJounte Murray, because of suspension tonight, you know, that adds another level of that takes away another level of scoring for the Hawks, makes things a lot more difficult. They can kind of, you know, collapse down on Trey more. I'm going to go ahead and say under. I mean, the line is going that way. It opened up at 231 and a half. It's now at 229. (laughs) I'm just going to say under for Atlanta Hawks and Boston Celtics tonight. And I think that this game continues the trend of how the series has been going. And Boston really clamps down on defense at home and forces this game under. So I like the under. And that's it. That's all I got for today. I I really didn't have much. I'm not really into player props because I don't feel like I have a feel on which way these games go. If I had a feeling on who's going to cover, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the Clippers. Uh, but that just seems a little bit too easy. I don't really want to get down on that. I like the plays that I have. So Denver minus nine and Atlanta, Boston under 229. Other than that, I have really nothing else. So if you're not already following me, following the pod, HW Culture Pod at really real underscore underscore, both on Twitter, then do that and leave a review. Please leave a review. Follow all the other podcasts on the Believe Network. And other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. Just going to end it like this. We are out of here.